0: So we were discussing last week, Rebecca Mayer was explaining to us that the Yetzirah is very, very, uh, very sly. And one of the things that the Yetzirah tries to do, at the beginning, at least, of a, at least of his battle against the person, is not so much get him to do averus. The Yetzirah is not really, doesn't come to a person immediately and try to get a person to fall and into averus, because the Yitzhar understands that a person has a natural tendency, based on his, you know, Tev, and based on who he is, is he is to push him away. So what the Eitzahara does, and this is based on, you know, this Gemara Rav is he begins with a white fire. And Rabbi explained to us, or this is where Nachman explains, is that a white fire means that what the Eitzar does at the beginning is he tries to get a person to do mitzvahs and things which look like they're good, but are really going to harm him long term. And that's the first, the first step, his first line in his offense against a person is he tries to get a person to do too much good or to do good in a way which is going to bring him down in the long term. And the mela once a person then falls, so it's a you know. We said last time, what the HR does, the HR sees a person going it sees a person moving and sees a person making strides. So the HR does, instead of trying to stop the person, which is very difficult, the person's on an uphill, you know, up, he's headed uphill. It's the beginning of L, a person's doing well. The HR says, listen, if I get in the guy's way and try to stop him, it's very difficult because the guy's, the guy's on fire, he's ready. So instead, what the HR does, instead of trying to extinguish the fire, he does the opposite, he turns the fire up, and by turning the fire up, he makes the fire so intense that automatically the person just burns out and loses his capability to go weiter, and then two weeks into L, he falls flat on his face, and the Yetzirah says, okay, now that you're in, flat on your face, now, now let's talk, you know, now let's talk taklas, now let's talk for real, what I really came here for, which is, you know, the ultimate to get a person down. So that's, that's you know, just what, what Rabyak is telling us is we have to be so careful and so conscious of this Yatsa heart because it specifically attacks a person when a person begins doing well. And a person, you know, like the example we gave last time is a person's running track, and the Yetzirah just like, Gives you a little tap from behind. Just all the energy that you're putting in, which is a good energy, it just gives you a little bit too much, too much push, and then a person falls flat on his face. And it's a very scary thing, especially when a person comes to do tshuva. The reason why many of us have anxiety and tension when it comes to el and tshuva is because you know part of it is it's it's that yitzhar inside of us which says, okay, do tshuva, but then he just ramps up the you know the fire of tshuva in a way which. It gives us such a such a pachad from chuva in a way that's not healthy, and then it makes it so difficult to do. And I was telling, I was telling, I, think I was telling you Yerucham last time that one of the reasons why we have so many of our traumas are so deep is because the traumas that we have and the things that we've heard from when we were younger come from the people that we value the most. It, it, if the yeter would come to us in the guise of some, you know, some neighbor who said something nasty to us when we were little kids, it wouldn't bother us so much. But the yeter is very smart. He gets like a Rebbe that you really respect to say something that really gets to the core of who you are and really puts you down. And now, anytime that a person tries to go and a person tries to do well, you hear that voice of the Rebbe saying to you, you're never going to succeed or you're never going to be good enough, right? Somebody told me last week, you know, he can't look, he can't look at look at the words of, look at the words of, of, of a Sefer Bechlau, he can't look at the words of Aleph Bez because he remembers that when he was learning Aleph Bez with his father, his father screamed at him that you're, you're so stupid and you're dumb and you're never going to succeed. So, the reason why the Yetzirah gets his father to say this as opposed to anybody else is because this is all the from Yetzirah. The Yitzhak now says, but your father, somebody you respect, somebody who you look up to, or you were Hashivah, somebody who you put on a pedestal, and the Yetzirah makes the pedestal even larger than it should be, said this and that to you, and therefore you, it plays in your head again and again and again. You can't get out of that place. Right, you know, for example, Rav talks about the fact that the Zera Kaddish says that when a person's plegem bebris, you can't do any chuva. Right? That's what the Zera Kaddish says, and there's a lot, a lot of discussion exactly what the Zera, the Zayr says. But Rav says that's part of the design of the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah wants you to say if the Zera Kaddish, who's Bar <laughs> who knows more than anybody else what pagama bris looks like and how 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 much it, da- it damages the upper worlds, so if he said tshuva doesn't help, so then I'm done. So it's the from the Yitzhar, it's the HR, which is called the B'Shemar which then comes to a person and says, okay, so if I messed up, then I can't get back up again. And it's all part of it, it's all part of what the HR does. The HR is very, very sly. So he comes to us looking from with a big beard and looking like the greatest tzaddik, but ultimately all he wants to do is get us to fall. That's where Abnasan writes such an unbelievable thing. He writes that one of the, one of the things that we don't do when Rosh Hashanah falls down on shabbos, we don't blow Shafer. Right? Shafer, uh, Lula, we don't blow Shafer because Kazerid the Rabbah. What's a Kazerid of Rabbah? We're nervous that somebody wants to go, e- Yelach Eitzel Abaki, he wants to go to Bucky to make sure that the sounds that he's blowing are blowing properly. So, Frektor Nussen and Lukut Allah why is that like the one? Again, there's three examples that are picked, but why is that an example of, of something that we're nervous about that you're going to go to a Bucky to try to find out, to make sure that you're doing careless and therefore we made this gazeri, even though it's deraisa, that you're not, to, you're not allowed to do it. Nevertheless, pashas, it's a dindarabana, mechleikas, pashas, it's a gzera of rabba, dinderabana that we knocked out to deraisa. Dr. nasan, it's very obvious, tshuva, Schaefer has to do a tshuva. So he says what the yetsahara does is the Yetzirah gets somebody to get so involved in the world of tshuva that'll end up messing up on something so important like Havar is Adamus, Prashasar Because the Sahara gets somebody to say, I have to do tshuva, and he puts such an anxiety inside of a person, and such a tension inside of a person, that a person says, I need to be involved in that avoid of that he makes you end up walking in Roshasar with the shayfar. So Chazal understood that. Chazal understood that a person who doesn't know how to have that balanced approach to tshuva is gonna sometimes do something for the sake of doing tshuva, which will end up leading him to much greater Avera. And this is the, this is the perfect example of it. You wanna blow a and you wanna make sure that you're blowing properly, which represents that you want to do tshuva properly, but what the Eitzar is really doing, when he gets you to be, I'm not sure if I was, you know, Makayim Rashi and the Riva Shita, when I blew the Shvarim, so I have to go so Baki, he's ramping up the Chumras all in order to make sure they end up carrying in Rish so that's the ultimate, the prime example of somebody who wants to do good, but the Yetzirah pushes you too far, and then because you, put, you pushed yourself too far, you end up messing up that much greater than had you not been yetsar all the, all the shitas in, in, in Shafer. And that's what Rebecca that's is telling us, that we have to be so careful and so conscious of what the Yetzirah is trying to do, and, and we'll see exactly how a person's supposed to know. This is the real, this, these are the real difficult tests in life. And the Yetzirah comes to a person and says, do something bad, it's not so hard to overcome it, because at least, at least we know who the enemy is and we know how to fight the enemy. But when the star comes to a person and tells them to do something which seemingly looks good, on the outside it's good, it's worn in a costume of good, that's when it sort of gets very difficult. America May will explain to us how, how, we, how we're able to differentiate between what's really good and what's the good that's not really healthy for us, what's the good that's gonna push us over the edge, but we'll see that in a minute. But at least, at least knowing that, at least knowing that the enemy doesn't always look like an enemy. Sometimes he looks like your best friend, that itself already gives us the ability to say, okay, so we know that not every friend is really our friend, and not every not every good not every mitzvah is really what Ratsana Hashem is. Maybe there's something that may look like Ratzon Hashem, may look like a mitzvah. Maybe where I am right now, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Therefore, huh? It's it's, it's, it's yeah no. So you have to again a person. we'll, we'll talk about it in a second how we'll talk about how a person knows how to do this, and and it's it's a but it's a process. But the first step is. You know, the example I gave last week, a person, a person wants to, you know, a person's married and he says, I need to go to night seder. And his wife's like, hello, I need help. Like three kids are screaming. He's like, I got to go learn, right? So uh, I, I, that's a mitzvah, right? It's a mitzvah to learn without a question. Now, are you supposed to be learning now? I don't know, right? Maybe, you, maybe the person who's running out of his house and going to learn, maybe that's maybe that's right. You know, the, maybe that's not what he's supposed to be doing at that moment. Maybe he's supposed to be staying home and helping his wife. And that's where the Yetzirah really gets tricky because he, he's telling you to learn and learning is good. A learning is a mitzvah, but maybe right now it's not a mitzvah. Maybe this is not the mitzvah I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> right now. But that's, what says, it's not, that's not like, that's not the, the Yetzirah that compass. attacks Tzadikim. That's the first, the first step. The first step the Yetzirah takes is to try to push you too far in a direction where you're going to end up messing up the in, in, the, in the long term. Huh? What's the? Compass? What's the? the compass. Oh, so we'll talk about it in a second, what the compass is. He's, he's going to say, I'll just give it, give it quickly. The real compass is, you have to look at what the results are. It's the easiest way to figure out if something's good or not good is to see what the results are, right? Sometimes, you know, I spoke with a rabbi of mine recently. Sometimes it's tzaddikim, especially nowadays. It's tzaddikim that pop up right, every once in a while. A new big tzaddik and everyone's, you know, those videos have been going around on YouTube and everyone's running towards Israel or whoever the person is and everyone's going to... You have to just see, okay, the person looks like a Tzadik, it seems like a tzaddik. it seems like a Talmacharim. Well, what are the results? What's coming out of it? me who, who Talmidim? Where are the people hanging around them? A lot of times you're able to see who a person is based on the results of what the person's producing. And in your own life as well, if you want, you want to know what the compass is, okay, this looks like it's good, but where's it getting me? How do I feel after I do that? Do I feel now closer to Hashem? Or do I feel further from Hashem? Do I now feel you know the, the uh, Rabbi Yomar was talking about? It. He said a person wants to know if if, if they if they the gutshmana esray, if they if they put in a proper tool. The best way to do it is when you back up by Eisah Shalom. Do you now love more? Do you now love the guy next to you more, or do you now hate the guy next to you more? Do you now feel like wow, I just love the gutshmana esrei. This guy next to me, he's on his phone. Like what in the world's going on with him? He's not he's not holding what I'm holding. So then clearly what you did was not the tetzah, the result of your Shemana Esrei, which was so holy, Leads you to more, more Sinus Yisrael, that's clearly not what Ratz Hashem is. On the contrary, if it leads you to Havas Yisrael, so then you're able to say, okay, that was a really good Shmanas, it brought me closer to Hashem, and therefore closer to other people. And it just, Rabbi able will talk about this at length, but it's it just the easiest way to be able to figure out the compass is, okay, this is good, but where's it getting me? So I make a Kabbalah, and it goes well, but then what happens when I fall? What happens when I don't do well? Is the Kabbalah getting me closer to Hashem, or on the contrary, it's pulling me further? And that's the easiest way to be able to figure out, aside from having a Rebbe, which I'll talk about as well, having somebody can talk it over, somebody outside of yourself, because the 8th is always playing inside of your brain so if you can get somebody outside to be able to say yeah, you may think that this is a good idea I'm just letting you know that I've seen, I've seen the way this path ends it's not going to end well so then you're able to say okay maybe, maybe I should rethink this again but it's uh, but at least figuring out what the results are. Where, where do I get from after this, right? If I come home after the night's day and my wife's angry at me. So then, probably that wasn't Ratzon Hashem. Probably then, that that may have, may not have been what or the be Hashem wanted, no? huh? Or it could be a test. Yeah, or, or it could be, be a test. The wrong person, that <laughs> was the <problem>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 And talk about it. A person's doing good. So the Yitzhar says, you're doing good? Amazing. I'm on your side. I'm not fighting against you. A person sits at the beginning of Elah and says, you know what? I want to fix myself up, I want to do tshuvah, I want to make a cheshmer nefesh. Boy Yitzar, Yitzar says, Amazing. You're doing a cheshmer nefesh? You're thinking about all the averis that you're doing? I'm right here. I decided to help you. I have to remind you about a lot of things that you've forgotten already on the list. You made a cheshmer nefesh, you, you, you know, you did 20 averis you did yesterday. Yetzirah says, I've been there the whole time. I was there with every averis that you did. I just want to remind you that you did another 30, 40 averis that you forgot about. He's not trying to knock you over to do a chet. All I'm trying to do is help you in cheshmer nefesh. The And the Yetzirah says, do you understand what it means to think something wrong when you're Shemana Esrei? And again, the person's sitting there for the sake of making a Chesh nefesh, which is good. You should make a Chesh But the Yetzirah then comes and says, yeah, but do you know how bad it is what you've done? Do you know how bad it is to have one bad machshavah when you're dominating Shemana Esrei? Standing before the Melech, Malachim, Malachim? Standing before the King of all kings and you're thinking about business in the middle of the middle of Shemana Esrei? Do you know how terrible that is? And he pushes it up a little bit more and he, and he digs into you a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then you just end up depressed after you finish your cheshmer nefesh. and you never make another cheshmer nefesh again, and the whole thing falls, falls to the wayside. The Agda loves he tries to just ramp up all your chatham. So then you're stuck in a place where you can never get out. Then you end up being depressed. Now you're already caught in the Yetzirah's trap. Now he got you already, because now you're already feel depressed, and now you're already feel down, and then you do feel good about yourself, so he says, okay, now I have the ability to really knock you down, right? We spoke this out before, the Baal Tanya writes in, 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 I think it's, the Baal writes that what happens, what the Yitzhar does is very, very sly. So I'll come to a person, and a person's in the middle of work, and a the person then will pop into his head, I'll have, charata, I'll have regret about the fact that he didn't have a good Shemeta yesterday that morning. So in his head, the guy will think that's a, that's amazing. Wow! I'm so holy here. I'm in the middle of working. It's three in the afternoon, and I'm I'm you know I'm I'm having charata. I'm really having. Uh, I'm feeling bad about the fact that I didn't daven on time today, or I david, I didn't daven shemunah properly. I'm having charata, so he thinks he's a tzaddik. Zaktav al you're not such a big tzaddik that in the middle of two o'clock in the afternoon, suddenly you have a thought of the eight is putting a thought of tshuva into your head. Zaktav al be very very smart and recognize that that thought that's popping into your head in the middle of work is totally the eight Ah, it's having kharata on that which you did wrong. Isn't that the Yatsataiv? Zak Zakti Tanya, it's totally Atsara. Why? Totally the Baltanya, the is very smart. What he does is the following: He puts a thought of regret into your head. And you feel bad. You feel bad. Why wow, I didn't have any good Asari today. And then you feel really bad about yourself. And you feel down upon about, about yourself. And you say, I'm not such a good yid. I thought I was a good yid. I went to shachris, but now that I'm thinking about it, my Shmana was maybe 20% concentration, 10% concentration, you feel bad. And then five seconds later, or five minutes later, the Yatsara sends a gorgeous girl into your office. And maybe 20 minutes ago, you thought that you were a good Jew and you thought that you were proper and you, you would set up the proper boundaries. But now you already have charat about the fact that you didn't have a good shamanah esrei. Now you feel terrible about yourself. You say, I'm not such a good Jew anyways, so who really cares? And then right away you say, if I'm not a good Jew anyways, so then it doesn't really make a difference what I do in the next five minutes. And then you end up messing up in the next five minutes. So the whole thing's the Yetzirah. So the, the first thought that pops in the head, you think, it sounds good, it looks good. I feel bad about the fact that I didn't have a good Shabbat. It's like time push it out of your head, ignore the thought. You have to make the, You have to write the rules of how you're going to do tshuva. Don't let the yetsahara write the rules of your tshuva. You come to. You come to the. You come to the boxing ring and you say, "I'm the one. I'm. I'm. <clears throat> I'm the one the. Uh, I'm the one deciding how this. How this fight's going to look. Don't ever let the yetsahara drag you into the world of tshuva because it's never ever healthy. He's only always doing it. To pull you down. And that's what Rebecca is saying. He gets you, and it looks good. It looks like chuva, but it's not chuva. It's just to make you feel depressed and to feel down and to feel like you're never going to get anywhere you're going to get to. And then he'll make you fall that much more. Okay.